Hey everyone, welcome to The Withering Effect, episode 53. Today's date is July 13th, 2020, and I am Duds, or Duds versus known to the rest of the interwebs. I'm Jimbo, you may know me as Jimbo Slice 23 So what have you been up to, to this week, Duds? I have a talk with Carl. He changed my intro back to the old one. I kind of like the new one from last week. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Might have to try to remember that and get that one back. Yeah, hopefully it doesn't change mine because I've been stumbling over my words today. <laughs> For those of you guys in, not in the pre-show, Jimbo and words tonight have not been going very well. No. They are mortal enemies. I just pronounced myself as Jimdo in the pre-show for some reason. So now Jimbo's a donut. Oh my god. I, I want tons of fan art of Jimbo as a donut. We got one already. I mean, that was before the main show. Patreon's on it. <laughs> now it's just like, Jim, don't. <laughs> All right, so things I've done this week. I finished episode one. There's a lot of people in the Discord saying, Duds, when are you putting out episode one? Duds, when are you putting out episode one? <laughs> Guys, I did it in five days. That's some of the quickest time I've done an episode in. That being said, I'm almost done with episode two. <laughs> so There you go. How many days was that? Three. Nice. I, I blame you for that because you did a lot of the grind work that usually takes an episode a long time to show up. Yeah, I'm pretty grindy, I guess. But episode one, I was super, super proud of episode one. Yeah. There was a lot, and I mean a lot, of editing. And when you watch it back, it doesn't really look like a lot of editing. It, it kind of looks easy, which is why I liked it. Um, that whole first six minutes of me talking about the nether escape was two and a half hours worth of editing, plus an extra 30 minutes to write the script and record the sound bites I had to insert between clips. Mm -hmm. I could tell. I could tell you took your time and did it, you know, best way you could. Um, I did a new little intro that I think worked out really well. Mm -hmm. I already have ideas on how to improve that. My house, I had no design for a house going into the season. Like, the first two days after the nether escape was me going, I don't really have an idea, so I'm just going to chop trees and get supplies, and then maybe an idea popped to me. <laughs> That's what happened. The A-frame kind of popped in my mind, and I was like, I want an A-frame with a flat skylight. I never, I remember saying in the episode, I've never seen an A-frame with skylight, and then it's like, I should have rephrased that better, because A-frames have skylights all the time. On the side? Sort of. Yeah, they're just on the roof sides, mm -hmm. so it, they're nothing special, but I've never seen an A-frame with a flat skylight on the roof like I made, so. Yeah. But the house, I love that house. It's it's one of my better exteriors I've made, I think. Yeah, that thing looks pretty awesome. And the best part is, I purposely didn't picture the outside for the thumbnail. Because I knew I wasn't done with the outside. I knew I was going to stream and I was going to build a dock and I was going to put some trees up. So that way, episode two, the thumbnail is going to have a picture of the house from the exterior, considering it'll be more complete than thinking ahead. It looks great, though. I've never seen a house like that, mm -hmm. to be honest. I mean, I've in real life, not in Minecraft. Right. I've never seen anyone really build one like that. That turned out really good. The best part is that house... The house was supposed to be twice as long as it is now. But when I put the frame up, I went, oh, this house is huge. This isn't a starter house. This is like a main base. So I, I shrunk it in about half. Oh. And then, of course, I went, I don't really have enough room for a bunch of chests in here now. You got a nice little storage area, though. For a starter base. Yeah, it'll work out. 
But enough with me. What have you been doing this week? I've been playing Minecraft. You don't say. A lot. A lot of Minecraft. Uh, by the time you're hearing this, you should have... I should have episode four out by the time you're hearing this. I just put out my third one yesterday. Yeah, with the uh, the Mud Hut build. I think that turned out really good. One thing about it, like the first five minutes, I kind of mimicked the uh, the guys who build the swimming pools in the jungle. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, the Mud Huts. I kind of mimicked their videos my first five minutes. I thought it was a missed opportunity to do it in shaders to really, you know, mimic the idea. I wish I would have done that. I want to talk to you about your first five minutes. Okay. I know you saw this. It was either yesterday or the day before. I tweeted out that I felt that the videos from season two to season three grew a ton in the way they were being made. I felt everyone's videos were getting closer and closer to professional level videos. Yeah. What made me tweet that was, one, I I completely agree. I mean, everybody's videos, even the people who really only played the first month of last season and have just recently come back, even their videos are getting better and better. Yeah. Watching the first five minutes of your Mud Hut episode (laughs) was what caused me to finally put that on there, because I know what those Mud Hut YouTube videos are. Mm -hmm. I've watched a ton of them. My roommate Swabby loved them, and he would constantly put them on TV, and I'm watching. I'm in awe. And then I see you doing it, and I'm one, I am glad you did not use shaders. Oh, okay. I actually liked you didn't use shaders. I liked how you actually put a stick in your hand yeah, to do a, a lot of the digging. Yep. <laughs> um, my only complaint was when you were trimming the bark, you used a diamond axe. I was like, it should have been a wooden axe. Yeah, a wooden axe probably would have been better. But uh, in all honesty, they, they used their hands. Yeah. And I, I, I probably should have done something to where I threw like a uh, dirt and like a blue dye in a hole and started like jumping in it, you know, to where I'm kind of mixing the, the dye around. Yeah. And then do the blue or do the blue strip. That was a, mm-hmm. that was another missed opportunity. I, of course, you're going to find things you wish you would have done better afterwards. Yeah. But I think it I think it came out really well. I used some ambient noises from the backgrounds, like the jungle That's noises. That's the other thing I wanted to talk about. Yeah. Was the little crickets chirping and the bird every once in a while making a noise. I went, I cursed out loud. I went, that mother... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, it fit perfectly. Your sound levels were so good. They weren't overbearing. You, could, you mm-hmm. couldn't tell it wasn't an ambient noise from the game, which that's the kind of little things like that I love doing. So to hear you do it in an episode, I went, well, that's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. And which now means I have to step my game up again. Yeah, definitely. I definitely wanted to step up the editing game. And what's weird is like mm-hmm. I haven't edited since last season. I I think the last Minecraft video I did was like a few months ago. And uh, mm-hmm. but but that that last video I did, I did a lot of stuff different there too to end the season. Like you notice like the echoes sometimes when I'm far away you know i had different Mm -hmm. camera angle views and stuff and i want to do that a lot more this season and i feel like that will definitely take me up not to complete professional but it's looking more and more professional every time i i I want to you know role play a little bit i want to have my character do certain things and uh 
Mm-hmm. You know, he has his his things he does, and yeah, just play along with that. I think it'd be a lot more fun to do that instead of you know, yeah, doing the average. I built this, check it out type of deal. I'm still gonna build and stuff, but I'm gonna try to have as much fun and edit as good as I can along the way. And I mentioned to you that I also wanted to do some role playing and stuff this season. I mm-hmm. wanted to have more of a more fun feel exactly what you're talking about i'm still gonna build and i'm still gonna do stuff like that but i wanted it i don't know how to say it i wanted the episodes to feel more fun while i was having fun building things when you watch the episode they don't come across like that i'm coming across of great i have to stop to record something while i'm already having fun building and now i have to talk about it it's all i want to do is build so i'm trying to get away from that this season it's like if i'm having a groove building I'm going to keep building, which means, one, I need to get different camera angles on for time lasses and stuff like that, which means I want to play with replay mod. I have the mm. camera count, but I'm finding it's very hard for me to look back and forth and adjust the camera. I'd rather just, hey, replay mod and do that stuff. But that's such a huge program for me to learn Yeah, because I'm not the smartest dude in the world. <laughs> that would definitely up your quality big time if you could learn something like that uh it's not really available for free right now so you know eventually yeah if when i get it i'm i'm going to use it as well if if you feel like you're working you know and you're not having fun like oh i gotta do this you know before uh, before this you know and you're like you're struggling Mm. to like put things in place then i i feel like you're doing it wrong you know yeah when you edit and you enjoy the edit and you love the way it comes out that makes you happy, it makes it more fun, it makes the audience have more fun, and that's that's a little bit what I'm trying to do also. Yeah. The So, episode two will hopefully come out Wednesday. The best part is not a single clip for the first 15 minutes of that episode was recorded in sequence. <laughs> Every clip is out of sequence, but I've put it together in a way where it flows very naturally and i'm really happy with that cool um the only thing i wish is i had a camera count angle when me and you did the interaction we did yesterday yeah i I wish i would have taken the time and get the camera account on and stuff sorry i'm getting ready to yell at my dog because she's decided to lay half on the bed half on the hardwood and she won't sit still. She just keeps bouncing around. So I just keep seeing these little <laughs> lines pop up on the audacity. It's like, oh, dog, come on. Just lay down <laughs> for one hour. Just lay down. See, she did it again. Stop moving. I got Toby down here and he's laying down. He was whining. He wanted out. But yeah. if you get the two dogs together, it's going to be chaos upstairs. But I want I want to get back to the uh, the whole second second camera account view. Yeah. Um. The only thing with that is like, you can't record both, you know. You, you got to figure out when when to get that angle because mm-hmm. you, you like to pop back whenever you can't record them both at the same... At least I can't. I don't know how. I can because my camera count's on a completely different computer. Oh, yeah. See, that's clutch. It, it makes a pain for editing because I have to send a file back and forth. Yeah. But... I pretty much just copy what I do. So everyone who's in the Patreon live show right now, they see the withering effect uh, Discord uh, profile. And that's the backup. That's my second PC that it its only job is to listen to this Discord channel. So I can make as much noise in this room as I want. 
as long as my microphone's off, it won't ever hear anything. Yeah, it's good to have. And I've got it set up that way for OBS. It'll never hear a single thing in Minecraft or anything like that. It just visually watches. That's that's all it does. So anytime I do a time lapse, I gotta have some kind of music or something with it because it's not recording game sounds. It's not doing anything. It's its job is to sit there and watch. Yeah, I wish I had a second computer. Uh, re- the replay mod will be able to do all that on one, but yeah, yeah. As of right now, I gotta, you know, if I were to use my cam account and I was on my regular account, I gotta sign out of my regular account and join in first with my cam account uh-huh. or OBS will keep picking up the other account. I hate that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a pain for me to use it, even though I will mm-hmm. like, I had to for the, uh, for that, you know, that first five minutes of my mud hut build. Yeah. Stuff like that. I'm going to try to use it. But besides that, you know, I, I'm going to roll with the replay mod if possible. Well, you have your wife's computer, right? Isn't she near you down there? Yeah. Might be able to use that. I can use it. She's usually on it, though. That's the thing. Oh, okay. She's on a lot more often now because she's down here with me. Gotcha. Not when, not when we record or anything, but, uh, yeah, she kind of keeps an eye on the kids during the, the show and stuff. But, yeah, during during uh, recording and stuff, she's usually down there. The RTX will block out the background noise, mainly. It mm-hmm. is distort my audio. I do want to tell people that. Probably because, you know, I'm running the OBS and playing the game as well as, you know, running the RTX and the RTX NVENC encoder is what mm-hmm. encodes everything through uh, OBS. So I might have to switch yeah. that out to my CPU. Hopefully that helps with the audio distortion. If anyone else noticed that, that's why it's the RTX yeah. doing the distorting. Also, I wonder if you could get away with buying a capture card. Mm. I have one, but it's hooked up for my PS4 for when I was live streaming like Battlefield and stuff. I know you can capture the same PC it's installed on. I'm not sure how. That might be a thing to look at. I might look into that. But then again, I haven't really struggled with OBS. Yeah. Is there anything that's happened this week you want to talk about before we jump into the news? Uh, no, just, uh, just, I, 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 I do want to mention that I, I'm putting out a lot of videos lately and uh that's just because all the content at the beginning is gathering up a lot quickly i don't see myself putting out two three videos a week every time so don't expect it to just keep keep (laughs) coming out like that get disappointed people yeah i mean last season i did the same thing i think it was like two three weeks you know where i had two videos a week and then it went to once a week it was just more doable now Granted, I'm I'm not working right now due to the disability, so I could possibly do that. But I'm just just want to say before we move on, don't expect it to come out so fast. But I do want to get it out there for people to watch. I'm on my same routine, so. Mm-hmm. You're actually moving a little quicker. Yeah, video usually takes me about a week. I don't have a set day I upload it. I try to upload it as soon as it's done. So if I finish an episode early like this week, you guys get it early. You're not forced to wait a full week for stuff. Yeah, it stinks because it's the one thing everyone tells you on YouTube. Set a schedule. Release episodes on a schedule. I'm just like, nah. If I work my butt off and get an episode done early, the people who want to watch it get to watch it early. Yeah. So that's what I'm going to do. What's funny is some of them I, I 
pushed back a couple of days, you know, and it's still, mm-hmm. like I said, I don't, I don't want to get you spoiled and put one out every day, you know, and then what would happen? So yeah, still got to spread them out a little bit. Um, and that's the other thing. Support for my first episode was some of the most I've seen for our first episode. So thank you guys a lot. I know a lot of that's coming from uh, the withering effect. So thank you. It really does mean a lot to see my YouTube channel actually do something more than 10 views an episode. <laughs> yeah, we're getting a ton of support. Mm-hmm. It's it's really awesome to see that. And not just us, you know, I noticed a lot of other people on the, uh, on the server also getting a lot of support from the oh, withering yeah. effect. And that's, that's just great to see. And I, I want to promote them just as much as me. So yeah, appreciate that also. Yeah. Guys watch the rest of the riplets. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have a favorite, let us know your favorite riplet. We'll pass it on to them. That's not that big of a deal. Yeah. Um, we're not going to pass every word you say onto them. We'll just be like, Hey, this person from the withering effect thinks you're cool and we'll move on. I'm, I'm not doting an entire three pages to them, so keep that in mind. Yep. Also, Croc. If you guys are doting on Croc, Croc already has a big head. You guys can't can't keep filling that up. <laughs> I'm just playing Croc. Don't eat me. <laughs> okay. So we've been talking about the ripple effect for like 25 minutes now. Mm-hmm. I think it's time to move on to the news. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we should. We can. We could go all day. We really could talk about the ripple effect all day if you guys want something like that let us know it might be a patreon thing where we have to do it for a half stack or something but let us know maybe that'll be a topic one day maybe we'll cover some news and then we'll move on and we'll talk about behind the scenes on ripple effect maybe we'll have some ripplets on with us when we do that so it'll be more fun Mm -hmm. but yeah we got a snapshot 20 w 28 a these numbers man (laughs) yeah right anyway so we've got changes brewing stands can now be crafted with blackstone Villagers now emit green particles when joining a village, setting a home bed, or acquiring a job slash profession. I saw that in Exumavoid's video, and that's really nice. It's nice to know that your villagers are working the way you think they should be working. Yeah. Also, Totems of Undying now give the fire resistance status effect for 40 seconds when activated. That's a very cool, unique addition that does not feel overpowered. I like it. Yeah. Also, they tweaked bartering loot again. I didn't see... They didn't list the rates. Have you seen the new rates? I think they just went down, and they took out... Mm. Uh, I think they took out magma cream. Man, I wish I'd have... Oh, that stinks. Yeah, I wish I'd have looked this up. Uh, they took out a few things. I know magma cream is gone, and uh, I, I want to say two others, but I, I really I really can't think of them right now. I looked it up yesterday when I was writing this, and now I'm completely blanking on it, so don't worry about it. It's not a big deal. Um, but Magma Cream, I understand, because now you have the Magma Cube spawners, mm-hmm. which, by the way, we were talking in general chat on the Ripple Effect one time, and I can't remember who said this, but Magma Cubes should not be called Magma Cubes. They should be called Magma Slimes. I'm 100% agree with that. When I heard whoever said that, was it Omni? It may I don't know. I can't remember who was in the chat with us, but it may be Brownie. Brownie Bits. Hmm. I didn't hear that. I do like that. It's a good suggestion. If it's not one of you guys and I'm saying wrong, let me know. I'll give you credit. But yeah, it should be Magma Slimes, not Magma Cubes. It's, it's weird. I used to call them Heat Slinkies. Heat Slinkies. That's a good one. <laughs> 
Yeah, so I understand magma cream's going away because it's easier to get those. And I get they're wanting to tweak the loot because a lot of people were saying it's OP. And I'm on the edge of saying it's not OP. I do not think uh, Piglin Bartering's OP in any way. It is not as OP as AFK Fishing was. And a lot of people are comparing that to it. Oh, no. My thing is, one, getting piglets in position is a bit of a pain. Building the mechanics for the bartering thing, just the dropper redstone and hopper stuff. Yeah, that's that's kind of easy, but it's still a bit resource intensive with hoppers and the comparators and dispensers or droppers and stuff like that. And then two, the gold. Getting the gold it takes to have the bartering system be decently efficient requires a gold farm, which is still a lot of effort. So I am all for the way they had the bartering system. And if you're feeling it's too OP, don't put as much gold in there or don't have as many piglins in there. If they're tweaking the bartering to make it less rates, all people are going to do is put more piglins in there and build bigger gold farms. So you're still going to get the same effect. And I think part of this, like I don't want to blame redstoners because their farms are genius and they deserve tons of credit. But because their farms are always some of the most efficient things in the world, like that's what you do when you design a farm. You design the most efficient version or you try to design the most efficient version as it is. I think a lot of the people who are building these things just assume you have to have the most efficient version all the time. And I think that's when stuff starts looking uh, overpowered when really it's not. It's just that you followed a really smart guy's tutorial. Makes it look overpowered. Right, it's working really well, so it looks overpowered. But in reality, that guy who designed that farm worked their butt off to make it as efficient as it was, and they deserve a lot of credit. Yeah. So that's what I'm thinking. Do the Jimbo route, where he's creating his own farms just based off knowledge in his head. And then I I guarantee you Jimbo's going to be like, these farms aren't overpowered. Do you know how much work it took me to build this thing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean... A lot of the redstone I'm going to do by myself, but if I do need to know some spawning mechanics, I might have to look that up. Mm -hmm. But again, what you're saying, it being OP, I mean, you're still going to get junk items also with the bartering. Like, not everything is worth getting, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So the stuff you want, you're only going to get so many because the junk kind of filters that out also. Yeah. And like I said, these tweaks I'm seeing from Mojang, I'm not going to complain. It's like you said, okay, so rates are a little bit lower. Just use more piglins or build a bigger gold farm. That's the way around it. They're definitely not trying to hurt players in the way they're playing. They're just trying to find that sweet spot. And I'm okay with it. Mm -hmm. It's just when I hear people say it's OP, it's like it might be OP for you. But for other people, it might not be. And that's all. It's all the player really is. That's the best part about Minecraft. The game is totally different for every single person. Mm -hmm. And that's why this is a a snapshot, just to test it. Yeah. To see if it's OP. Exactly. So uh, now we're getting into technical changes. This is the part where me and Jimbo go, what? What is that? Yeah. So there's now experimental support for world gen folder in data packs, which is going to allow for a ton of custom biomes. Oh, cool. So, matter of fact, the very next thing says, custom biomes can now be used in the single biome slash cave slash floating islands world types add the data pack containing the biome first. There is a gnat flying around in my office, and it's 
driving me nuts. I'm glad I don't have a camera. <laughs> Usually I have one, but I can't see out of one of my eyes. So it's got to be on the right side <laughs> of my body for me to even worry about it. Yeah. And the final thing is custom biomes can now be used in custom dimension generators. Very technical stuff. Can't go fully in depth. I want to say there was more stuff, but it just sounded gibberish me saying it. Um, and plus, our topic this week deals a lot with custom biomes and world gen. So we're going to save a lot of us talking about that for a little bit later. Uh, you've got a list of bugs. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of bugs. So they fixed some bugs. Uh, we have MC34661. Do you want me to per- do you want me to read those ones out? You probably don't have to. Okay. <laughs> I just copied and pasted those in there. We we got a few here. Uh one is Thorns Enchantment caused uh double armor decay. That's been fixed. Uh Nether Forest mm-hmm. Biomes, large fungi and small plants only generate on the topmost layer of the Nylium, leaving all lower layers devoid of flora. That's a good fix. Uh and uh, wandering traders are always invisible in the nether and the end. That's also been fixed. And there's a lot more, but uh, those th- those three seem to stand out. Yeah. I, I want to say there's like 40 bug fixes, and I just pick three or four that I think are, one, easy for us to communicate to you guys, and two, kind of stand out and like, oh, yeah, I can see that bug fixed in person. No problem. Mm-hmm. Bugs people might run into also. They might have seen yeah. those. But yeah, this week we have a Discord ad from a very special guest. This week's ad is from Wells Knight. Take it away, Wells. Hey guys, Wells Knight here, and I will be on next week's show. If you join the Withering Effect Discord right now using the link in the show notes, you can submit questions for us to answer Get your questions in by Saturday, July 18th, and the best ones will be answered on the show. All right. Thanks again, Wells. And as you guys probably heard, he will be on the show next week. We are so excited to have him on. It's going to be awesome. Looking forward to that. It's time for everybody's favorite segment, I think. I think this segment has gone far beyond any of my expectations i want to put that out there block of the week started just because i was looking at the snapshot notes and at the very bottom of the page mojang had a well this is the block of the week and they were talking about blocks like i think this week it was basalt or something like that Hmm. and i was like hey carl we could do a block of the week segment right and he was like yeah and then i mentioned it to you and it just kind of all went in there and carl had block of the week designed before I even got done talking to you. Yeah. And now it's awesome. Yeah, people in the Discord really enjoy it too. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a like a battle for the block of the week. It really is like a battle. You guys don't even know. Did I have a tight one this week. Mm-hmm. This week, the choices were TNT, Comparator, and Target Block. And the winner of this week's block of the week is... TNT, squeaking by. Very tight vote. Yes. The votes were TNT had 21. Uh, Comparator had 16, which is pretty close. Even closer was the target block at 20. So one mm-hmm. vote deciding for the TNT. Pretty, that's, that's as close as it gets. 
Yeah. I want to say with when I first saw the choices, I figured Comparator was going to win mm-hmm. easily. I was thinking Comparator. And then I remembered, I remembered, I don't even fully know what a Comparator does. <laughs> so the general listeners probably don't understand what a Comparator does either. So they chose the other ones. And I'm sure Avni's going, what? How have you played this game this long? And I know Comparator. <laughs> it's like, I, I know a little bit, but... I think some people were voting on Comparator to see if we knew what it was. Yeah. That would have that would have been a, a bomb. <laughs> we had a bomb. No. Yeah, I, I want to say Groova was like, we're going to do the Comparator. We're going to test these guys. So That was good. But uh, I, got, I got a few things on the TNT. Go for it. Crafted with five gunpowder powder and four sand. Messed up gunpowder. It's words today. Uh, it's words with D. That you seem to stumble on today. Yeah, any of them with E. We got a few of them coming up with E. Uh, it is activated with flint and steel, fire charge, a redstone signal, any contact with fire or lava, even flowing lava, and uh, wither skull heads mm. from a wither blast. Didn't know that. Uh, it falls roughly 77 blocks before exploding, because when it is lit, it does become a falling block. Uh, and it has an explosive... It has a explosive force of four, and the charge creeper would have an mm-hmm. explosive force of around six, so gives you good measurement. And like always, it's my job to come up with a way to improve the block of the week. Normally, I read through everyone's suggestions because you guys all throw stuff down in there, and I love it. But lately, you guys have been reading my mind too much. <laughs> we seem to be on the same wavelength, and that is dangerous. You do not want to be on the same wavelength as me as I stumble over those words. So this week, I didn't read any of your suggestions. Literally, when we get done recording the show, I'm going to go back and I'm going to read them to see if anyone came up with my idea that I have here. And my idea is focused TNT. Now, I don't know if you want to be able to craft the focused TNT. Like, my idea is you could put a TNT block in the center of the crafting table, And then you do a C-shape around the crafting table. So you would need seven obsidian. Mm. And whatever space the obsidian's not on when you craft this block, that'll be the side the TNT blasts through. So you said it has an explosive force of Mm -hmm. four. So instead of an explosive force of four in all the directions... It would have the explosive force of four in only the direction you didn't put the obsidian block in the crafting table. And maybe that's a little bit too confusing. So what about the idea of just putting a TNT block down, surrounding it with obsidian, and lighting it, and whatever side doesn't have the obsidian, that would allow you to focus blast the TNT. That'd be cool. That's my idea. That's... So, I... I think it could be really cool to be able to say, hey, TNT, I want all your explosive power to go in that one direction. I don't want it to go anywhere else. I just want you to take out, like, those eight to nine blocks that way. Yeah, be more focused. I like it. I don't want it, yeah, I don't want it to minimize the power. Like, I don't want it to be, well, it's, it creates the same crater, but half of it stays the same. I want... I want the entire explosive power of the TNT to go in that one direction. So instead of making uh, an eight diameter crater, it makes an eight length uh, hole through a wall or something like that. 
I don't know. Something crazy like that. That could also help with how they're doing like cobblestone mining and wood farming nowadays. Yeah. How, you know, you could focus it towards that. Oh, yeah. You know, you you, you would know where to push the wood to break it in that case. Mm-hmm. That'd be pretty neat. Exactly. It'd be great for tree farms. But besides, you know, how difficult it is to say explosive force of four, there is a comment <laughs> about TNT that I did like from Rebel JC. Mm-hmm. He suggested uh, introducing TNT sticks with uh, two gunpowder and two st- sand. It would, wouldn't do as much damage, but it'd be like a stick of dynamite. Okay. I thought that was pretty clever. I could see it. It'd be like running around with a torch, but, you know, stick of dynamite. Well, and see, one of my early thoughts was how cool would it be to have TNT stuck to a bow and arrow? Like TNT arrows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you could shoot explosive arrows. We, we kind of have that with firework arrows. Um, they don't have the same kind of force, but... They don't do block damage, I don't think. Yeah, imagine accidentally shooting a TNT arrow at your brand new build. Oh, yeah. That's why I went, I went, that's probably not a good idea. <laughs> How would I control TNT? And that's when I had the idea of focused TNT. Well, it would, be, it would be such a great thing to where it'd have to have a setback. So I guess the setback would be you have to be careful with it around your build. Yeah. I really don't think focused TNT would have a setback other than... If you're trying to do a lot of different focused TNT in different directions, you would have to constantly be mining obsidian, which is slow. Mm -hmm. But I was more thinking like you were thinking farming, tree farms. It would be great for that kind of stuff, doing the concrete explosion chambers, things like that. To be able to have a concentrated blast in a certain direction, I think makes a lot of sense. Yeah, in that case, you you wouldn't need it to fall on obsidian. Right. You know, because it wouldn't concentrate down there. It'd be concentrated at another angle. Mm-hmm. be pretty neat. Yeah. But let's go ahead and jump in our topic, because we're actually running a little low on time. Yeah, I guess we can go through it. All right, so our topic this week's from J-Man. He actually mentioned this a couple weeks ago, but I overlooked it and forgot about it. And when I mentioned, hey, we were going to do a couple smaller topics, did you guys have an idea? He mentioned this one, and it turned out it's kind of a large topic, so it might be the only thing we covered today. But it's a really good one, and it fits well with the snapshot. So it's multiple questions. I'm going to read a question, then we're going to talk about it, and we're just going to go through it all like that. Okay. J-Man says, with Mojang toying with the idea of bringing back custom world types, what would you like to see in version 2.0? Custom world types in 2.0? I don't know. I really don't know. Yeah, I say you didn't really play with the custom world types. No, I didn't at all. Comicraft, Bank and I played a lot with custom world types. Um, basically, we enjoyed Discworld so much, but a lot of people were wanting to get back to the vanilla feeling of it. Uh, me and him sat down and really played with... Uh, I found a world type, world generation code that would create better mountains, better rivers, better lakes stuff like that, and we threw it up there, and then we tweaked with dungeons, the amount of those, diamond generation, because we knew we were on a multiplayer server, and we knew a lot of people were mining, so I think we upped diamond generation like 10% or something like that, because at the time we had 40 players, Mm. and it's like, I I remember feeling bad for a couple players, they're like, I can't find diamonds, and they were on the server for two weeks, and they couldn't find any, so I was just like, 
10% increase would be fine. We were all into that shopping district. You remember the last season of shopping district. It was huge. Mm-hmm. So, and I found economies on servers really drive server play. People come back and they keep playing because they want to keep their shop up or they want to spend diamonds getting materials they don't really want to grind for. So if they want to build something out of obsidian, but they don't want to spend three hours digging obsidian, they could spend diamonds and get stuff like that. So I want to see that kind of meticulous input back. When they took all that out, I went, oh no, that that stinks. So I know a lot of people only played with really the presets, uh, you know, where they had like Amplified and Flat World mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I want really specific customization back. Okay. If they don't bring that back, it's not a 2.0. That sounds good. The, I, I'm one of the type that's like, if I start a world, it's random. You know, I don't like to mess with yeah. it. I just... I, I I like the vanilla feel, but uh, I wouldn't mind playing with something like that. Pretty cool how you're mm-hmm. able to, you know, up the percentages on things, and that does help. I've always wanted to play on an amplified world now that we have Elytra. Oh, yeah. I'll see about, maybe that's another single-player thing, or maybe after this season, maybe the server would want to jump on that. Mm-hmm. There's also, you know, the custom dimensions. Yeah, custom dimensions. Um, the problem is amplified world. It's a lot of work. It's a struggle. So a lot of people probably don't want to deal with that. So it might just be a single player thing. So yeah. But like you're saying, we have custom dimensions. Maybe we have a world with multiple dimensions. Mm-hmm. And be like, oh, Duds is in that dimension over there. Make sure you have an elytra before you go visit. Yeah, you could have a dimension with an amplified world. You can have a flat world dimension. Very true. They're bringing out a lot of stuff that you can play with like i could see multiplayer servers implementing all these eventually just to mix it up oh yeah i think you see that now with a couple i mean um discord for common craft i keep going back to common craft because i felt we were very much on the verge of being ahead of a lot of what smp servers were doing and discworld was a custom map who the creator was awesome by the way i forget his name But the guy who created it, he ended up actually watching a lot of the videos we made from that map. He was really very supportive of, yeah, you guys do your own thing on this world because we all credited him and everything like that. But on that world, we had multiple dimensions. We had a mining dimension. We had two ends, one for fighting the Ender Dragon and one for raiding and destroying and tearing down Mm. stuff like that. So, yeah. And now, instead of having to do that with mods... And we had spigot, so we had, uh, I forget what they're called, what spigot calls them, but they're basically data packs for servers, but in program forms. So instead of having to do all that, you can do that with data packs now, and it's super easy, and or super easier. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it. I, I can't wait to see what other servers do. Yeah, same here. Um, but let's get into the second part of J-Man's question. Uh, he says... Would you like to be able to choose the frequency of specific biomes? Like maybe, for an example, the ability to have a roofed forest biome with mesa terrain generation and snowy plains mobs spawning? Yeah, I think that would be pretty cool. Again, I, I'm all for something new, and that would definitely be different. Maybe maybe you have a jungle tree that uh, sprouts oak leaves, 
you know, maybe make it like a redwood that type of deal. And I think that's the part of the question that makes uh, custom world types stuff where they call it world buffet or something like that. Stuff like that is what makes it 2.0. Bringing back the stuff that was already available to us in previous versions just brings it back. To me, that doesn't make it a 2.0. But doing what he's talking about here, allowing you to have mobs that spawn specifically in certain biomes that maybe they're not usually used to spawning in, that would definitely be a 2.0 feature. Now, mobs spawning in different biomes than what they normally would, I probably wouldn't do that because, one, it, we're usually playing on a server, so that's a little confusing to other players. But having the ability to create custom biomes with blocks that are already in the game so you're not waiting on Mojang to create a new biome, you get to do it yourself 100% for. That's awesome. I love it. Yeah, it's pretty, it's like a game changer at that point. Oh yeah. Yeah, even though I you know, I I like vanilla. I prefer to do vanilla. I'm always up to do something different. Mm-hmm. I'm not big into modded and stuff, but if they throw it in the vanilla game, you know, I would love to play with something like that. The uh, final part of Jamin's question I kinda answered and it was what features from one would I bring back? And I mentioned, I want to have all the meticulous little coding features. I want, I want to be able to say, hey, a mountain forms like this, and it only forms like this. I don't want any of that weird generation where I have floating three blocks off to the side of it because it freaked out when it loaded the world or whatever. <laughs> but that being said, with another update and seeing how smooth the transitions are between biomes and stuff... I'm not worried about biome updates from Mojang in the future. I think the mountain update that's coming, the swamp update, whenever it comes and all that stuff, I think it's going to be handled really well, and I'm kind of excited for it. Yeah, they're more and more leaning towards, like, non-vanilla that way. You know, like, you expect a Mm -hmm. tree to look like this, and you expect the terrain to look like this. Well, there's change in things where you go to the nether, and these trees that grow in the nether are all shapes and sizes. They grow big, small, you know, the leaves go all the way to the ground or all the way to the ceiling. It's it's amazing how versatile the terrain's getting. And I think uh, <clears throat> you, you would think they'd bring it to the overworld. Yeah, they got to. Mm-hmm. Thinking about it, it's like, um, kind of like how the April Fool's run for me, and I, I want to say it's recorded that I called it. I said, hey, this April Fool's thing is just a test run. They're going to be doing this in the game soon. Just watch. I think that's been recorded somewhere. I remember. And I'm going with, yeah, I know you remember because I was 100% sure you were the guy I was talking to. Yep. But I want to say the nether update and how they did custom biomes and terrain generation there. That is the test run for the next biome updates. To me, that's why they pushed the mountain update back. That's why the taiga update really didn't feel like much of an update. They just kind of added some stuff in there. I'm thinking it's because they understood the nether update was coming and what they were wanting to do. And they wanted to make sure they could do it. And I'm pretty sure we're going to see stuff like that and the next couple updates. Now, they may have the small bug fix update in between, which I'm totally cool mm-hmm. with. I think that worked out really well between 114, 115, and 116. So I'm good with that. 
they delivered so well on 116 and performance wise it's been pretty good now our servers laggy like crazy but i think that's more because we have eight or nine people on the world at all times yeah i, I don't think that's a mojang thing so yeah there's so much stuff loading in at once you know it's right and honestly i i, I hope we have 10 people in at a time you know it keeps everything active it's mm -hmm. it's been a lot of fun that way uh yeah it could be it does get laggy uh but compared to 113 it's a like overwhelming difference you know oh yeah that's what i was gonna bring up mm -hmm. i remember how horrible it was on 113 but mm -hmm. like as bad as it can be yeah it's not that bad yeah ggs for 116 yeah good job definitely well we have a little bit of time so i actually want to talk about the one topic that we had decided we were going to talk about before anything else. And that was texture packs. And I'll say resource packs at least once. But let's face it. Their common name is texture packs. Yep. Referring to texture. Um, I saw. I'm going to try to scroll up and find it so I can get the exact name. And the guy who made it uh, early. I saw a 4K texture pack that blew my mind. And that doesn't happen a lot. There it is. Nap v5 i'm assuming that stands for version 5 it's 4k 60 fps i'm gonna hopefully have carl link this here we go copy message link i'm gonna put it in the show notes so carl doesn't forget to throw it in the uh links down below it, it's insane it's crazy and i'm thinking about trying to figure out if i can get that on the ripple effect for an episode just to see mm -hmm. what it would look like um oh yeah but yeah, it's from a guy named Fern Fox, and it's just, it's insanely beautiful. And the thing is, I don't like texture packs. I, I made it a thing this season where my texture packs are Vanilla Tweaks and uh, Carlox Clear Glass, because that's the one texture Mojang just doesn't want to do what we want them to do with. Mm. They want the little lines, and it's like, stop. I get you guys kind of moved them to the <laughs> corner to make it a little bit better, but stop. Get rid of them. They don't need to be there. No, glass don't have so. ripples in it, you know? Right. My son ran into a glass door the other day. That's how clear they are. <laughs> right. If your glass has lines or cracks in it like that, change the glass out. <laughs> right. It's broke. It's but broke. other than, yeah, other than that, my, my texture packs are gooey stuff. I have one that I've used since 1.9, that just changes the font and it just made it more legible for me so i've always used it i have the dark gooey from vanilla tweaks and stuff like that i do have a couple 3d models on because i always thought it was weird to have a flat ladder and flat rails that that drives me crazy that's that's too weird for me so i do 3d textures when it comes to those and that's all on vanilla tweaks right yeah i think i use those as well other than that, yeah, I try to keep, whenever I play on a multiplayer server, I try to keep my texture pack or resource pack as close to vanilla as I can, so other people hopefully will be seeing what I see. Now, I want to say we have a couple people who use kind of different texture packs or whatever, so they may not see exactly what I see, but at least it's very cohesive that way. If I'm on a single player world, and I thought about this on my own survival, I thought about going with a crazy cool texture pack there and but i was afraid it would really mess with my building abilities <laughs> so i didn't do that 
But yeah, what are your thoughts on texture packs and resource packs and all that stuff? The first issue I have with it is when I first started watching Minecraft videos and I watched Hermitcraft. Mm. Hermitcraft was the first Minecraft videos that really interested me. Um, I didn't like people building with blocks I couldn't build with. I wanted to try to yes. do what they're doing. And I couldn't do that mm. with some of them. Like some people like to change their... Uh, the uh what is it the nether was it the nether yeah, brick rack or nether brick yeah, yeah to the black to black which looked great mm -hmm. but i can't do that you know what i mean and that was that was my problem i didn't like that even though it looked cool you know good for them it looks great but i want to be able to do that so i i like to use vanilla just for that reason if you ever wanted to replicate it here it is type of deal yeah but having said that i do use tweaks like I do like when the grass kind of flows with each other. You know, you, you have the dirt, you got the sides of it. Yeah, I do too. That's dirt, you know, that doesn't make any sense. But uh, there's certain things I'm cool with and certain things I'm not. Uh, I usually don't play with sh shaders, uh, though I do like to do a shader reveal. People like to see it. Mm. And uh, so do I. It does look pretty cool. Um, yeah. I think the texture you're referring to that uh link you put in the description it looks almost rtx like mm -hmm. it looks so realistic it does and i do not know if it's an rtx texture i have not messed with it yet i haven't seen it say that my plan was get episode two done and then i was going to play a little bit with this texture pack maybe take a couple screenshots and post them on twitter or whatever mm -hmm. so see something like that that has those dimensions that would be cool you know, putting out there. Very cool. People would love to see something like that because mm. just that little screenshot, it doesn't even look like Minecraft. It looks like you're looking at someone's photo. Yeah, and then you watch the video and you're watching them play. And what I love about the texture pack itself is it feels vanilla still. Like he's walking up or she's walking up to, um, I'm not sure which because they don't really speak in the video, but they're walking up to blocks and you know what that block is. Mm-hmm. It's not hidden from you. It's not retextured in a way you can't recognize it. It's like, oh my, where is this in my life? I love this. Yeah, it'd be nice to have something like that. Mm -hmm. Again, you know, it, the RTX is very similar to that. Hopefully you don't always need an RTX card. I think there's another program coming out that's like trying to compete with Optifine. I don't know if we're going to save that for another... No, we can go ahead and talk. I wanted to talk about it now. Um, I found this, what, 30 minutes before we sat down to record the show. Mm -hmm. And it's a guy who's come up with... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to click the link, so I'm sorry if you guys are hearing all my clickety clicks. Well, well I'll, just, I'll just jump in and say that something like that could help you push that, you know? Hopefully. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so this guy is the creator of Phosphor and Lithium which really focuses on making the lighting engine in Minecraft better. Optifine obviously already does that. It, that's its big thing. That's how Optifine reduces the lag, is it makes the lighting engine better. It's what Mojang was trying to do in 115 as a bug fix. They understood that their lighting engine was creating a lot of lag, a lot of frame drops, so they tried to fix it, which is why Optifine never came out for 115 because it was such a big fix for them and now they're working on the 116 version well this guy has already figured it out 
and has put out a couple programs for it. The big one we're talking about, Sodium, and it's a new mob, and he's claiming that it can boost frame rates by 400%. Yeah. Whether that's true or not, don't know. I think I'm going to definitely test it out here soon, probably again after episode two, just to see what it does. My big problem is, so Optifine is so awesome with the fact that you just download it and you hit the install button and you're done. You choose Optifine from your Mm -hmm. uh, loading screen and you play and that's it. This one's saying you have to use Fabric Loader and I've never played with mods other than Optifine before, so that's still new to me. Yeah. But it's a few more hoops you got to jump around, but yeah, that's a big reward. I knew I was going to have to do that with replay mod anyways. I'm not sure if it'd be on fabric loader, but the <laughs> the reward for playing this way could be huge. Mm-hmm. A lot of my listeners and a lot of the people who are watching my live streams at the end of my own survival, what killed my own survival was the fact that I was getting sick to my stomach playing the game. There were frame drops in weird spots that would cause me to get really sick to my stomach and I just couldn't play anymore. I physically had to sit myself in front of a monitor, put it on full screen and watch people mine in very tight spaces and fight through the sickness to get to where I could play on season three. If this can do what he says it can do and basically get rid of frame drops and up your performance greatly, one, I'm never going to have to worry about getting sick to my stomach from frame drops again. Mm. Two, Guys like Carl, who play on a Mac, who it struggles after a while, especially late in the season. He gets down to like 20 to 30 frames, and he really depends on Optifine. Well, this can outperform Optifine by 400%. Imagine how nice that's going to be for someone like Carl, who loves making content, but it sometimes struggles depending on where he's at in the season. So Yeah, hold, hold on. You hear that, Carl? 400%. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah, what's that called again? Sodium? Sodium. Yeah, um, yeah, that's a uh, I'll big. remember to put the... I'll put the Reddit post down in the notes too for Carl. Mm-hmm. The Reddit or Redditor is called Jelly Squid, so... Now, is this available or is it in progress right now or in production? It says it's available. Okay. Um, but again, I just saw this 30 minutes before the podcast. I haven't gone deep into it. Yeah. But it was such... I don't I don't want to say cocky because if it can do what they say it can do, they deserve a ton of credit cuz that's awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. So, I'm extremely looking forward to playing with this and we're obviously going to keep you guys in the loop. Um if you want to wait for us to destroy our computers first, don't worry, we will. <laughs> yeah, it is new. I mean, there could be yeah. some issues, so I'm sure he's uh He's got a, a plan for all that. You know, maybe put it out there if it is available, mm-hmm. see how it does and tweak it from there, just like any other program. Yeah. And I've heard good things about Fabric Loader. Mm-hmm. It working with Fabric Loader, I'm not too worried about. Cool. But I think that's going to do it for today's show, Jimbo. We actually covered everything we wanted to cover. We were a little worried about that, but we always are. That's it's just that's mm-hmm. a normal show. <laughs> yeah. But before you read us out, I want to say a huge thank you to our Patreons who are supporting the show. Our milk-level Patreons are Opni, Croc, Obeep, Stonefigure, the official CCL, Vipress Tuna, and YDYT. If you too would like to get access to the exclusive benefits and hours of extra content each month, 
consider joining at patreon.com slash the withering effect. And let's see if I could pull this off without stumbling over my words, just like all the other <laughs> scripts I've been reading today. Ugh. If you like the show, you could share it with all of your friends and on social media. If you listen on Spotify, follow us. Or if you listen on Apple Podcasts, leave us a nice review. Doing any of these really helps the show reach out to more listeners. If you'd like to get in contact with us, send an email to podcast at thewitheringeffect.com. Tweet us, leave a voice message, or join our Discord where you can have a chat with everyone who works on the show and fellow listeners. All the links are in the show notes. This show has been brought to you by Jimbo and myself, but also our digital producer, Carl, and our amazing music master, Decoy. Everyone's social media can be found down in the show notes. You guys have been awesome. Thank you so much for getting with us. You should probably go drink your milk now. Bye. See you guys.